Hi, I'm Amy Huberman, and I'm going to be hosting the Mummy and Me series with Aldi. It's all things parenting. Being a mum and dad, your own mum and dad, a mum and dad you once met in a train to Bray. It's a shared, safe space, honest, hopefully fun chat, no judgments. Well, if you lock your kids in a shed all day, we may judge you. But you know, there's enough mum guilt. Mum, parent guilt, it can just go get in the sea. And not in a nice way of swanning around Sandy Cove in a dry robe with a cappuccino. I mean, actually just go and get in the sea. So hopefully there'll be no guilt except for me. And if you think they've laid down a nice soothing whale noise soundtrack underneath to calm your tired minds, it'll actually probably just be the sounds of me weeping. So basically enjoy the soundtrack of my abject self-doubt and inadequacy. We're going to be talking lockdown parenting, all things parenting, the mad, often terrifying adventure, the good, the bad, the difficulties, the positive, the whole flipping roller coaster. So yeah, uh, I'm an utter lockdown cliche. I got a dog, I baked banana bread, did homeschooling, had the baby. So now I'm doing a podcast, obviously. Also, another reason is I just really, really, really miss talking to people. So I've had a podcast running at home for the past 15 months. It's been called The Podcast, and it's had one subscriber, one accidental subscriber, my husband. He didn't even necessarily want to subscribe, just he married me. So I guess, you know, that was just like clicking the marketing subscribe box. But it was just the other day when I um, I asked him in the kitchen what his favorite plate was. He was like, I'm, I, I just think you, you need other people to listen to you at this stage. Fair enough. So here we are. I also had a baby recently, my third. Um, it's a few reasons I had a baby. I, I needed it a few nights away. Um, and I know the lengths that people go to to get a couple of nights away. I just had to make a full human being, uh, have sciatica, neck pints of antacid just to get through an evening. But you know, a couple of nights in hospital, glorious. Also, my youngest was five turning six. So I was 324 weeks postpartum. Uh, and that was just getting a bit old using the baby brain or just, you know, God, you know, I'm five years postpartum. I'm just a bit wrecked. So yeah, I just needed someone else to blame baby brain on. So that's been handy. Um, and also it was lockdown, which was which was good timing because it wasn't like I had anything else to do once the sock drawer was sorted. So, you know, with the baby brain compounded with COVID brain, they say that you lose 10% of your brain per baby. So I'm down 30%. Um, I'm hoping most of those brain cells were ones that, you know, I didn't really need anyway, like things that I remembered from the 80s, 90s, like what was Jason Priestley's favorite dinner, instead of remembering things like what to do in an emergency. And if I zone out, I apologize. I'm still a bit sleep deprived. I will absolutely blame it on a technical glitch. Uh, so when I say, you know, the Wi-Fi is dipped, I think we'll all know that I'll just be remembering that Jason Priestley loves spaghetti bolognese. And I may not remember my own name or who I'm talking to. So yeah, I'll be chatting to friends, guests, special guests. Don't tell the guests that I have special guests on because I am too tired to break up any arguments at the moment. So basically loads of people going through the same stuff. And hopefully it'll be like a virtual hug for your brains in through your ears, which is like a safe hug and totally in line with current government guidelines. I'll also be chatting to experts, and when I say experts, I mean my friends, whom I'm assuming are winging this whole thing too. And I'm going to be asking them for life advice, and then, you know, I'll probably say, oh my God, how dare you give me this advice? I never even asked you for, oh, hang on, sorry, I, I absolutely asked you on the podcast. Thank you for your advice. You know, everyone has opinions, so take them or leave them, but I hope you join in and have fun. In this episode, I'll be chatting to broadcaster, podcaster, fellow lockdown mummer, Suzanne Kane. And then we'll be chatting to Jen Hogan, a columnist with the Irish Times, an author and a mum of seven. And then I will be chatting to my pal, professional messer David O'Doherty, who's a writer and a stand-up comedian. And he will be giving me top tips on what lies we should be telling to our kids. Oh my God, there's somebody else sitting across the table from me. That's not one member of my family. Suzanne, how are you? I'm very well. Not a bother. What's the crack? Oh, I, like, do you know what's so exciting is I got, I was so excited to, to chat to you because we've both had babies recently. We've been on the same journey, and Amy. We've been, we've been through it all. But I feel like I haven't been able to talk to many people about this. Do you, do you when you go for walks, because walking is like yeah. the only crack thing to do. I mean, um, it's losing its luster to be Oh, fair. no. Yeah. It was a, last week, I, I was like, I'm retiring from walking for a week. My feet were about to fall off. I was like, there's no, this is no, I can't. I, yeah. can't. I was walking like about four hours a day just to see else people. To do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just to see people. And I walk to get the kids and walk home and I was like, I'm broken. But you know, I don't know if you're the same when you go for a walk and you see somebody with the buggy with the, the first stage, with the flat bit. Oh yeah. And you're like, you feel the like, like, how are you? 
and you don't know who they are. You just want to go. Oh, like it's it's this weird community where you're we're all like stuck inside pretending that nothing we're okay. happened. That yeah. we're okay. I'm yeah. pretending that we're okay. We all have P. What is that called? Post traumatic stress yes. syndrome. Yeah. Like I think there's a real. I was like that as well. I I longed to show the baby to yes. someone. Like Sadie, six months. Same. Um, we were in the same boat. Like I was yeah. the third of December. Yeah. Um, and Sadie, six months. And that I that feeling of nobody saw her. I know. N- like nobody saw her. She was like she's cute. She, yeah, she's all right. Like like she's cute. Yeah, we're keeping her. Um, <laughs> but like that that thing of like you know walking through the park but now like that you said my biggest thing if anybody tells me that they're pregnant now my biggest thing is always like how are you do you you know do you get this like if someone comes to see your baby now or even just in general with the other kids they always went to the kid first and I know how much I struggled on Ushin, my six and a half year old yeah but they always went to him first like why do the babies get the presents for a start ridiculous my sister-in-law brought me Present. She's Amazing. a midwife, Can and she was like, "I brought you a present." That's it. This is like, how are, how are you? Like, they're grand. Yeah, they're not going to remember any of this, no. and they've got a loads of cute. They have outfits. way more outfits than I do. <laughs> yes. I own no clothes. <laughs> Well, nothing that I can really properly wear Not yet. at all. And where would I be going in a sparkly number? You know, it's not acceptable. But like that thing of of me going, I'm here, I'm okay. But they're like, oh my God, hello, how are you? But where is, you lo- I longed for someone to say, are you okay? Yeah, but if somebody does ask you that, do you not automatically start crying? Oh no, because I, I would do that. Oh my God, I'm absolutely fine. I'm having a wonderful time. It's actually oh, no, this is great. greatest. And then I'd go and sit in the car and just weep. Like, <laughs> being an Or awful. just be the person go... Thanks for asking. And then an hour and a half monologue about maybe things that you're not okay about. Oh, I talked in my, he- in my head about it. Like the, yeah. the pandemic babies, like I, I think I would love to meet the pandemic babies. I would love to have a conversation like us of the women of the pandemic babies. Because I know for me, and I think maybe you're somewhere the same, is that I haven't fully allowed myself to go down that road no. and think of what we've been through. And I know that totally. sounds a bit... No, but it is. And I think as well, it's been such a weird experience that sometimes I'm afraid that I haven't processed it properly yet, that I'll turn around and my little fellow will be five and I'll be like, oh, uh, where did you come from? Like, that you, you're kind of in fight or flight you're in survival like so many people were whether you're having babies or not in the pandemic that you kind of go I'm going to deal with that down the line and then you just go God that was a lot to go through and you're just kind of going and I think we're all conditioned to go everyone's well everyone's safe it could be worse it could be this you know it could be harder and obviously all of those things and that's it's relative but I think it still is a massive thing in your life one of the biggest things in your life you're going to go through and you go through it kind of in your it's like we're all like squirreled away in our houses and go it's like, is there anyone else out there? Yeah, my big fat secret pregnancy. For us, like it really was. I felt like I was in like a, an MTV show that wasn't being filmed at any point. Do you know? I think with all with all my pregnancies, I was in a little bit of denial. And maybe that's just like, I don't know, just kind of protecting yourself yeah. and going, just in case, just in case, just in case. Don't allow ourselves. Just in case. And I, I, I remember that the, the 20 weeks, and it's kind of like a blur again when you kind of look and go, I'll be like, where did he come from? I remember, <laughs> I, I remember going as well it, to, to, the, to the midwife who was scanning me. I was like, I want some good snaps. <laughs> I was strung out in the scan. I, I, <laughs> I was like, give me a good profile. I want pic. literally, <laughs> I want to walk out like an American, you know, the way they used to come out with like reams of stuff. And you're choosing. Because I was like, I've like, got some drink. and I've got, yeah. but I want some good, I want yeah. some like, uh, Face I want on. everyone to go, yeah. oh my God, that child is so Angelic. cute. Yeah. Angelic. Yeah. And then, and she was like, I can't get in there. She was getting stressed. She was like, jump up, neck a few glasses of cold <laughs> yeah. water. And did you do that yeah. as well? And I was just like, now you have a big shot to do today for, you know, big for daddy. You've you know? got to be yeah. prepped. Yeah, exactly. And you weren't allowed to film in the room. I can't remember that. You yeah. were, what, what, for COVID? No, it's COVID went through your phone. You know what COVID's like everywhere. I'm No, I think it was GDPR, but you weren't allowed to film. So like my kids are watching YouTube and my kids are seeing all these Americans and so they're like, are you going to get like a video of the, <laughs> video of the scan? I'm a like, no. List. Yeah. Are we doing a gender reveal? I can be sure we won't be doing that. No. You'll find out the day the child's born. <laughs> like um, me. Yeah, exactly. But like that thing of going in for the scan that I was, I was, I was strung out on scan pictures. I couldn't consume. And like every time I went into Professor Murphy, she's so gentle. Oh my God, I would have a million babies with her. I adore her. She's like, she's a queen. And I'd be like, you kind of do fall in love with them a little bit. Oh, I would have You're all like, my babies. Would, I yeah. need to stop having babies just because I like just to hang out. Murphy. I, wanna, like, I just yeah. want to hang out with you. Yeah, there's just such an an empathy. And, and my a midwife sends me messages the odd time. Stop Rachel, it. I adore her. She absolutely thought, wants to become yeah. a midwife. Oh, stop! <laughs> Don't you? My sister in law's a midwife. I ring her constantly. Claire, what happened? Now she's just had a little baby. They had a pandemic baby as well. Like that, I'm like Claire. Come here. What's happening today? What's it like? I'm, you know, oh, I love it. What, I never what want to. I never want to leave. You know, everyone oh, is yeah. like, you know, are you dying to get home? I'm no. like, if I could, if you'll have to 
kick me out of mm. this place. I love my scone. I love the chats with the midwives. I'll be like taking all the notes. Um, so, Suzanne, I don't know about you, but I, when I went into labour um, on my third, I don't know if it, again, it's a self-preservation thing that I know what's coming. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I it happened to be, I know, I know. I've been here. I know what's about to happen. I rang, <laughs> I rang Hollis Street or whatever because he he was right. I went into labour early, which I kind of knew I was going to do. And I rang and I was like, "Hi guys, <laughs> hi guys, YouTube channel. Thanks for watching my video. Hey. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. Hey guys, anything going on? Just I don't know. I feel like I like I'm getting these pains, and I feel I don't know. I like it could be a bug. Like it's yeah. Christmas. I don't want to stress <laughs> you. I mean, I won't come in if I don't have to. That's the thing. And you know when you're like, when do you stay away? And no one's allowed in. And yeah. I was like, do you know what? I like I've eaten loads of crap because it's Christmas and I'm just getting these pains. And they were like, um, okay, how pregnant are you? And I was like, like 38 weeks plus. And they're going, well, I mean, it's pro- I mean, you're I mean, you're probably in labor. And I was like, what do you think? What? And they're like, well, so what what are the pains like? I'm like, I mean, like kind of coming every 10, 15 minutes, but like, I don't know, I guess it's a bug. And they were like, so okay, so this is your first kid, is like third. And they're going, So you probably should come in. And I was like, Yeah, do you know what? I'm just and again, these weird things is like, I think I need I think I'm gonna wash my hair. And they were like, um, okay, you do you, but also like would you will you come Maybe in? Maybe come before you crown. <laughs> Exactly. But I again I think it was this thing of going, it's not happening. It's not it's not happening. And I had that I weirdly had that with the other with the other two as well. Whereas it's like I think this is I think this I'm sure I went to the IFTAs the night before I had my daughter, which is like you know, everyone's like, sit down, feed up. I was like, How pregnant were you on Sadie when you went to the IFTAs? Like what week were you in? Or can you remember? Because it was like three 10 babies days ago. Early. So wow. that, no, close. You were thirty nine weeks essentially. <laughs> And I remember just going. And the wear- best <laughs> female actor is crowning. <laughs> the best she's actress actually, for somebody she's actually crowning, <laughs> who's pretending they're not yeah. pregnant, but actually yeah. is, and could go in any minute. Yeah. Amy, you meant. I remember I left. I was like, I turned to my mum and I was like, I, I don't feel great. Uh, and she was like, um, Well, we'll go to Eddie Rockets. Amazing. Obviously. Went, went and had chips, two priorities. Went on priorities and just was like, Oh my gosh. And then Brian was playing a match the next day. So we like squeezed it in between like Ireland v England. Did and everyone said, get Don't. Out in time? Yeah, well, everyone's like, Don't go into labour that day. And I was oh, like, I'll have a choice. But I actually was going, what are, the, what are the chances? Very high. Of course high. they are. Because yeah. when you're 39 weeks pregnant. Yeah. Um, my, my, my main thought was like, what do I do? Everyone has their plans. And, yeah. what, and, what, uh, and uh, even my doctor in a text him, I was like, oh, this is happening. And I knew he was going to the match. Stop. And I bought, I bought in my ticket. I remember I was like, and I gave it, I was like, I, went, I came in, I was like, does anybody need, does anybody want this? <laughs> see, look, look, that's Amy Huber. She's having a child with Brian O'Disco. Look at her coming in, throwing around her IRFU <gasps> randomly. Look gave at her, her showing off. Got, I could have got a couple of quid for that. <laughs> so I would have sold it, away. it on the way in. <laughs> Imagine touting outside Hollis Street heavily pregnant he'll take the ticket 100 <laughs> it's 100 euro this is a premium ticket alright you're in for the game of your life here because still I eating my cheese yeah, fries yeah, yeah. Well, what, your face, what can I get what can I get what can I get yeah exactly in my dress I never looked better because I still had the hair the hair Amazing. was still up the nails tan on I was Fabulous. like I am ready yeah. to go and maybe I was trying to live up with that with my third I was like guys I'm going to wash my hair I'll see you in a while but um, so with the lockdown parenting how so you had a homeschooling scenario yeah, last so year Ushi was junior infants yeah um, and then we had a bit of senior infants um, Hannah was in creche which she's still she's in second year of play school whatever yes. that is now and then obviously then we had Sadie in the mixer then in December so she was in for the last lockdown so like and then Oshin had Zooms and whatnot and in senior infants they really senior infants is, is it's is, intense it's intense do you yeah. know what I mean you there's know, a lot of learning yeah, going on there is I remember on day three of um, um, my little fella being born and you know day three is the oh the wobbly the, yeah do you know what set me off? I, like people are going, "Are you okay? Are you fe- are you feeling?" Baby? I was like, "Oh, just a bit weepy," and you know they're like, "Is it? Oh, is it? Is the baby feeding? Are you just wrecked?" I was like. I think my main problem is the fact that the schools are probably going to close again. That was, I couldn't, I couldn't. And I could feel the walls coming in on me. I was in this and I kept going, okay, the real world is too terrifying. That was at the, like, when it was getting scary and the numbers were 85 million a day. (laughs) I'm going to stay. Is there any way I can stay here? Yeah. Can I live in Mala Street? I'll just stay. And I can just hold the baby up out the window. I'll just send you a picture. You don't even get a window. There he is. There he is. But, um, come adore him. <laughs> to come and clap, come and clap. It's like well done, but it was. It was just the. Uh, are we going to go home and and homeschool? I just, I, I couldn't do it. I don't know if you did it. So yeah, we we had like. So Sadie was born the third. They were in school for that two weeks, which turns out was like the super spreader season. And how they didn't bring it home, I don't know. Uh, we got through Christmas, and then 
Then that those those horrible, you know, the WhatsApps. My brother's cousin. Oh no, the WhatsApp. The WhatsApp knows a rugby, where you know, whatever. And they've said they know someone with an army tank, and it's going to drive down your road, and they're going to close the. Do schools. you remember that? Do you remember like, the schools are closed, the army's out, yeah. everything, everything. You're like, oh, uh, guys, can I go and get some cute bibs for yeah. my baby? <laughs> so I don't have any clothes, um, and I'm fairness, Sadie has like the most limited amount of clothes ever because, like that, she Same didn't see anybody. T- totally. Yeah, like it's just ridiculous. So and Hannah. Because her little sister's four and a half, she kind of went through everything. So she, she got the wear out of clothes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there, was, there wasn't loads of stuff hanging around. But that feeling of them, the schools closing and the feeling of everybody. And then Joey went back to work. My husband works in the car industry. So they service a lot of guard cars and OPW. So the garage was opening and they were one of the essential services. So he was gone. Oh, God. So th- I, I just remember that. Fe- um, he actually had to like spoon feed me and be like, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll stay in the morning for a little bit and totally. then I'll go into the garage for a little bit and then I'll come home for a little bit because there was three of I was just like I don't know what to do and then you know you see all these mams that are like have like 700 kids and they look you know their hair is brushed I don't know know how they do it and I just sit there looking at them again it's I suppose maybe a bit of it maybe is 2021 and 20 of what we ingest in parenting though as well do you think like I think if you're following people on Instagram, be very careful who you follow. Yeah, and I think you have to curate the things that you want yeah. to hear. And like you were saying about the WhatsApp groups, I was really open and saying I can't, like my mum friends in the kids' school, yeah. I love them, but I was like, I, I can't engage in this. Oh, I'm no, finding this too, too, yeah. too scary. Yeah. And, and, and people intense. like, what are you going to do about that? And I was like, I, I don't think you realise that I am trying my best to, because I, I, I felt so anxious when the other two were born. I was like, I'm going to try <laughs> add in and everyone in mass hysteria on top of it I was like I have to protect my my bubble and my headspace so I was the one when everyone that was when at the time when everyone was like ah the world is on fire and I was like still sending cute memes going guys can we joke about this again because I, cu- I couldn't I couldn't go there but I'm glad that I, in a way that I was just going there's a cut off for me and I just said to my husband I was like I'm not doing the homeschooling I'll never get this time back yeah. again so either you do it or we're not doing it because yeah. like I can't I can't because I found it really stressful the first time around and I was like I, I, I just won't be I won't yeah. be able to and like now I see a seesaw in a playground and I'm triggered oh, we all to are. actually the seesaw app I'm we like <laughs> forget even. the pan- yeah, forget the pandemic pregnancies it's just seesaws in Seas- general seesaw. it's even on my, on my it still has 20 something you know like the little undone, red thing going undone messages. you didn't do this you didn't do this I'm like he can count he, he, no no it's grand we're fine but there's again as a parent I think especially like I, I always said that I don't know whether with you with Ted but like Sadie is 100% the measure of our dreams. Like people... That's so gorgeous. But she is. Like people, she is more than... Like when she was born, it was like the world's all collided. Like Joey and I sobbed, right? Sobbed. Now, Rachel, our midwife, knew what wasn't her first baby. But it was just, I was so thankful for her. Of course. And people love to hand you crap, especially when you're having a third. And I I, I know how lucky we are and how blessed we are. And hashtag blessed. I know. Um, <laughs> Thanks but, for saying you know, that. But like that thing of like, we, we're, we're so lucky to, to have her and to be where we are and to to have this kind of little thing and, and she definitely is and people be like oh my god Tara's going to ruin your life no one's going to babysit Stop. for you no one's gonna... I'm like she hasn't brought us anything but, but happiness and joy like she's had I've had six months of just happiness I, f- I feel like, you know I feel I feel exactly the same magician. she stitched them together absolutely like, and the joy of seeing them with the little baby I know Stop. and I'm the same I look at him and I just go I'm really grateful and I know I'll be wrecked and I know all those kind of things but I, I wanted a third so badly that I just feel so grateful that he's here and and, and I think as well all the bits of the hard bits I'm, I'm hoping that it, I don't have much else going on at the moment so I feel like I'm going it's grand I'm also a little bit scared that when the world opens up a little bit oh, no. I'm not ready for no, that I'm not ready Sure, like I didn't the, even know what clothes to wear today. Sure, the biggest treat was going to the supermarket. I don't know if I'm going to be able oh, to deal with being yeah. in coppers. Oh, no, I couldn't. But yeah, but that, like that said, you just you do have to just, I think, we just take it bit by bit. And she is like, and, and you the same, we're quite lucky for our bubble. And saying out loud that you really wanted that third is okay. But we're, yeah. we're you know, it's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. But I suppose all we can do is just keep... Listen, being and 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 grateful that they're here, and that we've. Do you know there's been it's been difficult, but there's been really lovely parts of having the bubble. Here's a question: Do you look at your other kids and go, "I've no idea the last time they were washed"? Oh, all the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> I dipped both of them on Saturday evening because my mom was coming on Sunday, oh, and yeah. I went, "You have to both be washed." Oh, and there was a re- there was a oh yeah because Ushin was out power hosing the deck with his dad, so he came in head to toe, and I went, "Oh, you'll definitely have to be washed." Like, How much I is he? Will he? Can he come? Can he come and do mine? Oh, any time. No worries. He'll bring. Oh, listen, that's Ushin's obsessed with Dysons. He got a Dyson for his fourth birthday. <laughs> that's so cute. And he but are they fake the- ones that don't work? Oh no, he got. A Dyson. Uh, can he work for you? Can he work? Does oh, yeah, it, does he, it he, like suck up crumbs? Oh no, it's a, it's a it's a adult's Dyson. Oh oh, that it's, was his. Oh, that was wow. his fourth birthday. Was so when you did he, he could want tell it you, or you? Did you want him to want it? Oh no, I wanted it, <laughs> but he can tell you every attachment that goes with the Dyson. And when I use it on the hard floors, he goes, "That's the wrong attachment, ma'am." <laughs> So whatever it is doing Dyson Air Rap tutorials, he's doing a Dyson um, suck up the crumbs. Hey guys, off the, off the, if I hear, <laughs> hey guys. guys, welcome to my video. He got cut off from technology a couple of weeks after lockdown because they were on technology so much. Oh, listen, listen, the rules, Minecraft. the rules were out the window. It was survival. It was survival. And do you know what? I like. I, I was like, I can expend this energy worrying about this, that and that and how much of this but like the rules go out the window it was it was, it was was survival oh no and, 100% and also a little bit of time for yourself where do you go where do you go like I was there was a lot of my, I think I blamed the pregnancy but I was like I need I need to go to the bathroom I think they thought I was doing 7,000 wheeze a day but utility it was just room. the time utility yeah. room is always a good one as yeah. well utility room there's they know they just they will they are, they are like ferrets they'll hunt you down they smell you and they smell they? you they're like and as well they like have this weird like eighth sense where they're like she's they're gone. They're gone. Where are they gone? And like you can hear them tracking you. They're like there's like a pack. Of Do you dogs. know when you have them all sorted and there's like this tiny lull and you walk over to make a cup of tea or you try and eat. Yeah. Oh, and the minute you go like that, eat something. they just pop their head up and go. I'm, can I have? I'm Mom. hungry. I'm, I'm, Did your kids eat a ridiculous amount during lockdown? Um, them and me. Oh yeah, like obviously <laughs> like I was pregnant. <laughs> but it was yeah. I and mean, listen, we needed to treat ourselves and food. Quick my mind. Okay, I. I want to know what did you what did you watch TV wise in the early days of Sadie? Do you, do you remember of when she was born? Yeah, I wouldn't watch anything sad. No, um, oh, no. Formula One, Drive to Survive. Absolutely mad about that. I'm mad into Formula One. But uh, it's, you need something. I watched um, Married at First Sight Australia. So as I say, I'm Married at First Sight Australia. I was emotionally invested in all of their lives. Too, too emotional. I'd yeah. be walking in the kitchen going, I just don't know if Heidi and Mike are going to make it. <laughs> I was, at one point, Brian was like, I can't talk about Heidi and Mike anymore. And and again, I think it was just, I was, there was too many emotions, but it was enough. Like, I couldn't watch anything that there was more than two people in a scene because then I'd be like, I, I'm lost. I'm gone. There's oh, two, yeah. I, can't, I can't keep up with this. So Married at First Sight was perfect because it was like, there's a couple he's with her blah blah and then I can kind of figure this out and it's kind of that lovely time isn't it now when you're when they're so little that they're awake all the time and you're kind of just you're up together you. it's kind yeah. of like a sleep she you know, used to just be in her cocoon baby and she used to just be beside us and actually funny and I Joey said that all the time that was our one thing we were so excited about because we were like I'm so excited to have the baby here beside us isn't that yeah. so lovely now I'm like go to your cot <laughs> get away go to go sleep. sleep go to sleep you're cute but I don't done. need to see you or your sister <laughs> until tomorrow at half seven we're done get the day. memo people were you you radioing, uh, no, that's a proper verb, radioing from home in uh, the middle no, of lockdown. No, so okay. I went in, I covered from Raid loads. Yeah. Um, I went in dressed as a troll on Today FM and I did all my voiceover stuff from home for Today FM. And then once the lockdown lifted, PJ and I recorded in the podcast studio. So we were, so as much as I could get out safely, I did. But then like the podcast, I think I'd said to PJ, I was like, I, I can't walk anymore. We need to stop. I'm going to yeah. have a baby in a few weeks. Ah, oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, so I, I called a halt to that. And also then, the breathing, we're not heavy breathing all the time. Oh my God, I listen back to it now. I'm like, so. Yeah. It's the breathing. I was on Ireland AM because I do stuff for them. And I was on Ireland AM. And like, I always have loads of things I need to show, which I can usually do. Yeah. And halfway through it, Anna just looked at me and I went, she's like, are you on? I went, I can't breathe. I know, there's no breath left. Like, I was gone. I'd used yeah. everything. So I was like, I think it's the baby. Yeah, no, there's no room left. They yeah. are like, like, shove your lungs out of the way. Um, What is the best thing you bought at three o'clock in the morning online? Oh my God, Amy. So... <laughs> So my Instagram page has now become like, so let me sing it for you. Yeah. Night shopping oh. deserves a quiet night. Yes. I do it. We could do a shopping channel. You know those shopping things is like, oh, tell us about this thing. It could be for all the new parents out there that are awake at three in the morning going, do you know what? They need to set up because they've been fed and I'm just going to buy something I don't Every need. Every night, right? I'm still at it. It's So fail my DVD man. Best friends. Oh, Phil. Yeah. I have a Ken. Um, I have yeah. a Ken. We, we, all, we all have, like, we all have them, right? <laughs> so it, it became kind of apparent that, like, I was doing this quite a lot, but genuinely stuff was arriving and it still happens that I just go, I have 
Like, no idea. Same. But do you know what I feel like it is? It's like my clarity comes at half four in the morning because I can catch my breath. Yeah. So there's no the, other noise. The yeah. house is calm. I'm usually sitting on Hannah's floor because our four and a half year old doesn't sleep. Yeah. So I'm usually sitting on her floor. Sadie's had a feed and there's calm and my head goes, oh, do you know what you need? You need windbreakers. <laughs> so the other, the other day I actually showed on my Instagram account all the tabs that were open. It was like a windbreaker, a pull-along cart. Yeah. Um, oh, I bought my husband a dry robe because it was his birthday yesterday for all the sea swimming he does. That's really cute. I feel like I'm quite selfish with my three o'clock, three in the morning. No, like I get tabs. <laughs> and then you go, you deserve it. Oh, there's all of that. I deserve it. We deserve everything at yeah. the moment and everything can be justified. So sing night shopping when you're doing it now. Night, night shopping. Into Oriens. a quiet night. What's your favourite part of the day? Oh, the... the at nine o'clock, half past nine, kids are all gone to bed. Joey and I put our phones away for half an hour. We sit and have a cup of tea together and we catch up. That's so lovely. That is my favourite, favourite, favourite part of the day. When you feel like the jobs are done, you're like, I've kissed them all. They're grand. Everybody's. I'm tired and, I'm, and I'll am i be I'll be asleep soon. Yeah. But you know that thing where people go, so if you're so tired, then go to bed. And I'm like, no, because that is the only time of the day I can actually be me for an hour and I can sit and go to Joey, how was your day? What happened in the garage? What are you doing? And I get a moment to catch my breath and nobody is looking for me to do anything for them. So like, to me, that little lull like I know we're going into a busy night. I know Sadie's going to need a yeah. feed. I know Hannah will be in asking me, you know, do do spiders have noses at half past four in the morning? Like, do I, they? I mean, I haven't Googled it yet because I was too busy shopping. I'll check it for you now, sweetheart. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, that comes in at number shade four. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonight I want answers. Yeah. But I think as well, I think with everything, when the day is so busy and there's so much stimulation, whatever, I think to catch your breath and also process the day, even if it is that 20 minutes. Because yeah, otherwise you're just surviving the day and you're just kind of going, oh my God, and, and go straight to sleep. Oh, I can't. I no. think I feel like I need to kind of like catalogue your thoughts. Suzanne, that was intense because I haven't seen many people. I feel like we've been through a lot. Like I feel like we have and I feel like we should walk around with our prams and just keep talking for another 17 hours. We might take it off offline. We'll take it off the grid and go to the park. We'll take our buggies for a stroll. Pack a lunch, bring all our online shopping, show and do a show and tell. Amy, thank you. (laughs) Suzanne, thank you so much. Please come on again and we can just chat forever. And welcome to Little Sadie. I totally approve of the name. I thought you might. (laughs) There's lots to love at Aldi, like being the most awarded supermarket at the National Parenting Product Awards with 22 awards, including goals for Mamiya Nappy Sacks 99 cent, the Mamiya Organic Baby Food Range from 69 cent, Mamiya Air System Nappies from 279, and Mamiya Newborn Nappies 24 pack just 139. Not yet using the Mamiya range? Definitely time for a change. <laughs> Aldi, every day amazing. Thank you so much, Suzanne Kane, for all your chats and all your online shopping advice. And now we'll be talking to Jen Hogan. So I'm now going to introduce my next guest. She's a columnist of the Irish Times. She's a journalist. She's an author. She's a certified legend and mum of seven, Jen Hogan. Thank you for having me, Amy. <laughs> I love that legend bit. No one calls me a legend. I want my kids to hear this. Yeah, you need to print up your business cards. Hand it legend. out. Legend. Number one, ledge. <laughs> <laughs> but Jen, you've you've seven kids, mm-hmm. and when I was uh, feeling sorry for myself this week, going, "Oh, I've just had a baby and I'm wrecked." You, to me, are kind of like that, you know, woman in Mali who then went and had nine babies. <laughs> and every time I think I'm a tiny bit tired, I go, "Hang on a second, how is she coping?" And that's who you've got. So tell me, how many kids you've got? Yeah, seven, seven children. I mean, that was always part of my plan. Like it was Amazing. funny when I was a little girl, I always thought I'd wanted to have loads of kids, and I never held a baby until I held my daughter Chloe. Like I'd never, so I don't know what this fixation was on having this large family I came from like four which is fairly standard you know yeah. um, and I just had this thing that I wanted to have loads of kids and then along came Chloe and when I say I don't think there were many people more blown out of the water than me by having a child like so it's not like I'm this me. natural well <laughs> hello it's nice to meet a kindred spirit <laughs> yes, thank you nice to meet you but it is literally that like I, I couldn't have been more shocked it was totally different to what I expected absolutely totally different 
it was so all consuming. Like I, I don't think I ever anticipated that I was never going to just be Jen again. I yeah. was always going to be mum, and that was, and that I was always going to have to think about her first. And I was all, I was never going to really escape. Um, and be <laughs> escape even my choice of words. I was never really going to escape the responsibilities that totally. came with the job that I had taken on. And as I was thinking, I mean, I didn't know what I was having. I, I kind of, for some reason, guessed I was having a boy. I had all big babies. So I knew I had a big baby. I guessed she was a boy. Um, she wasn't. She was a little girl. And I was like, going, okay, we'll dress her in this and we'll do that. And it'll be all great. And then she never stopped. She never stopped crying. She never slept. She was a fussy eater. Oh. She, you, I mean, every oh. single thing you could come up against. I mean, she's the best in the world now. I have to add to that. Yeah. before she disowns me as her mother for <laughs> criticising her. But she was a really, really hard baby. And some of that stemmed from the fact that I did not know what I was doing. And that's, it, like, when it comes back down to it, it's not that I na- I had it nailed then further on, but I had maybe more realistic expectations of what was involved. And but it's over, it is overwhelming. Totally. I was the same. And my daughter cried a lot. She had reflux. I I cried a lot. <laughs> like I had reflux. <laughs> you know, it was, it, it is. And it was just, I was overwhelmed, mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And I remember, um, a friend of mine sent me this article I, I, and I, I, I'm probably paraphrasing now but I'll never forget it the way I felt I felt like it was somebody had written this beautiful piece about saying you know when she had a kid she felt like you know somebody was constantly pressing on a bruise mm-hmm. and that's how I felt I felt like my emotions were just under the surface I was so elated but I was also so worried about that if I was doing it right I, you know if I was doing it wrong which I thought I was and just again I was overtired because there wasn't a huge amount of sleep yeah. and I do think that that is a massive part of it I think you kind of slowly lose a part of, a sense of reality in a way because it's just the survival because you're so tired. That's how I felt anyway. Absolutely. I think that, I mean, you can't, you think how cranky you are the best of times before yeah. there's kids when you have, when you don't have any sleep and then you have no sleep and you have all these new responsibilities and I found it really hard and then to top it all up, I mean, suppose I was I was quite young. It was a very deliberate choice to yeah. have Chloe um, at a young age but it meant none of my friends were even at the stage they were considering having children. So they're still talking about going out clubbing and I still wanted to go out clubbing because you know, people talk about losing themselves. Actually, I still wanted to be Jenna Bowles. Yeah. I just wanted to have a baby as well yeah. at the same time. And of course, those things are kind of a little bit in conflict with each other when you have all these responsibilities. And I had that that kind of going on where I felt all of a sudden I couldn't relate to my friends anymore to a degree because they were at such a different stage of life to me. And, you know, they just couldn't get how overwhelming and all the responsibilities and the crying and the lack of sleep. They couldn't kind of get that side of things. But then I got postnatal depression after having her too, which was a total shock. Again, not something I ever anticipated yeah. happening. And I had this huge shame around because you're going, oh, I have this gorgeous, beautiful baby, everything I ever wanted. She's healthy. I'm well all went, you know, the birth was not traumatic. It was fast, but it was not traumatic. Everything was as should be. And then I had, I was depressed. And and I really, like when I say I resisted getting help every single oh. step of the way because the shame, got, I, I felt like, how can you, how can you feel like this? You have no reason to, you didn't have, nothing went wrong. That's your rational part yeah. of your brain. And then you just go, this is how I feel. Yeah. This is, this is, and, 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 and it's so real in my, in my world. And this is how, yeah. and this is how I feel. And this is my, this is my life for right now and of course the longer it goes on and the the worse you allow it to get the harder it is actually to, to unknot to it, yeah, unknot yeah, yeah. it and to, to seek the help that you need and get the support that you need so it is when it's not funny but it is strange to think that that was my experience of having a first baby and yet I still have had this six. desire have another six have another six of those please six. and I think some of that was to have the, the desire to have another one was I wanted to get it right this time I mean when I like I literally never kind of forgave myself for getting oh, sick yes. after oh no it was it was it's so irrational even as I'm saying this like, but, you, but it know? armed you for the rest of your life and all of the stuff that you've learned from that and you probably give yourself please say you know no. you do give yourself less of a hard time with stuff I now. gave myself a worse time then because after having mm-hmm. then six more I actually I didn't have postnatal depression after the second child but after the other five I did and then I was I wouldn't tell anybody I was sick because I thought I, you know it's like experience is like this double edged sword you know it kind of tells you you know it, it reassures you everything's going to be okay because it was before and you got through it before but it also you kind of have this thing whispering to you shouldn't you have known better you know you've been here before how could you let this happen again again the whole irrational side takes over and so I was really really hard on myself because I thought you deserve this you know better and yet you still you still went on and have more children even though you know you're prone to this uh, and how do you what do you wish you could say to yourself now 
like you know when you when when you felt that way now would you would you just want to hug yourself and go I I, I want I wish you'd given yourself a, a bit more of a break on this I wish I had I, I if I could go back I'd remind well first of all I'd try and coax myself to get help earlier because yeah. that was the biggest thing once I once I sought help and got help and for me medication helped yeah. you know that got me numb enough to do the things I needed to do to yes. get better yes. that's how that worked for me and if I could have convinced myself to get the help but also you know you know, I had this thing, I didn't want postnatal depression to beat me, which is why I wasn't going to let it ruin my dream if I was lucky enough to have my large family. So I had this thing and because I recovered each time and then I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed as well as it being incredibly hard. I, I did really enjoy obviously being a mum or I wouldn't have done it so many of times. Course. But I, I would I would love to tell myself that, you know, it is okay. So you know you're prone to it. You can get the help. You can get over it. it it's actually a good thing that you managed yeah. to do this. Like you did great. Instead, for a long, long time, until I started writing um, about things, I remember probably of all the things I've written, a column I wrote in the Irish Times on, on postnatal depression was probably the one that I stressed about the most because I was putting it out there Of course, publicly. and your vulnerability and yeah. you're just saying this is, I'm, I'm sharing my truth. I'm of, sharing. Of the bearing my soul of one of the hardest, you know, difficult times in your own, in your own head. And people hold you up as this kind of super mum you know this kind of super mum myth you've got seven kids you're amazing you know, and it's a lovely thing like people mean it as a compliment but instead you're going they're going to find out I'm a fraud They'll no but that's actually unlocking a freedom that makes you human with it mm. because you've had seven I think I mean I think after I wrote that and I got a lot of women got in contact with me and they, they spoke to me about their own experiences and perhaps it did open people's eyes because there was that presumption that I had sailed through pregnancies and that I had Jen decided she wanted seven children clicks her fingers and has seven children in between between my, my seven children, I had four miscarriages yeah. as well. There was postnatal. It wasn't actually all as picture perfect as it looked on the outside. Which nothing is. Nothing, nothing ever, ever is. is. No, 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 no. Ever is. So I think actually by speaking about it, besides maybe myself having to come to terms with this, because it went on for a long time that I wouldn't forgive myself. I was really hard on myself. Even when I was much better, I was there going, you kept doing it. You know, you, you just, you know, you, you just messed it up every time. You, you didn't like mess it up. You didn't <laughs> mess anything up. You're trying to cope as best yeah. you could. And just and 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 compounded with the lack of sleep and a new mm-hmm. human and then the other people that you have to do and still trying to find who you are in the middle of it all. And I, do you think that it's changing a little bit that it's that people are, are you know that there's a bit more of a, a safe space to for people to be able to kind of go well hang on I I felt a little bit of that as well and. Or do you think there's still a kind of a stigma and a shame around it? I think there's still a stigma. I think we're getting better. We are getting better. But I think maybe we're getting better at speaking amongst ourselves, perhaps. So if you've got somebody who has also struggled with their mental health at a certain stage, maybe there's somebody who can feel comfortable speaking to another person who has struggled with their mental health. Because I think the one thing I was very concerned about was I wanted people to realise I was still very excitable, overexcitable Jen. And I was still this person who was kind of full of enthusiasm for life when I was well. It was just going through this period of time. And even even to the outside world, they would have lo- a lot of them would have thought I was still I was still Jen managing very well, coping really well. Very that must have been exhausting. a lot of energy, you know, because I would have kind of been somebody who bounced around the place yes, a lot, yeah. and, and they still would have have seen that perhaps. But I think we are getting better about having those conversations, but maybe not not as we still have a lot of work to do, an awful yeah. lot of work to do, because I think these conversations are happening amongst those who have suffered and who have struggled, as opposed to maybe bridging the gap between those who haven't and and those who have and maybe that bigger understanding and that understanding yeah. that it is like anything else that it does need treatment then that you can recover and that you can you know you can you are still you this is this Absolutely. is something that you have to deal with but you are still you there's that fear of being lost or there's that fear oh of God. being ever more Absolutely. vulnerable Okay Jen I, I have a few quick fire round questions for you mm-hmm. Who's your favourite kid? <laughs> Do you know one of them believe that is a really good question? And I know if my lads listen I'm to this, joking. all of them, all of them, they'll, they'll all shout the same answer. No. They will all shout the same answer because there, there is my, the child number five is the self-dubbed favorite kid, right? He calls himself. As far as he's concerned, he will honestly say to you, it's actually really hard being the favorite child. I have no idea where this came from, and now the others all play on it as well. And and so yeah, do you know when your kids? <laughs> he's like, not really. I really off to the side yeah. and go, come here. Genuinely, who do you like? Who do you like? I remember doing it to my own parents. I'm going, I'm just going. I know, I know. You can't say, but I know, I know, I know. know But don't you believe it yourself of your own parents? Like I know who my mum and dad's favourite are. So really, I do, and like they'll go mad if they hear me say this. But I know there is. 
<laughs> and they know the girls know who it is. They know, like the ones who are the favourites. They know they are. They know. <laughs> I want us to all feel that's the, that's my goal in life. Everyone should feel like they're the, the favourite child. Well, child five in my house feels <laughs> good. Good for him, her. Um, did you ever think you were going to run out of names? Well, do you know what? I thought um, I had this thing that everybody's name had to start with a different letter. Oh, so anti-Kardashian yes, mentality. Yeah, exactly. Because I started it going. So a couple of times I liked names that began with the same letter as a name I yeah. already had. So I couldn't do that. So no, I didn't. I didn't think I would because I had loads of names. Loads I had loads, names. no, loads I of names. With names. I never call any of them the right name. I mean, and then I get oh, highly sure, annoyed you when have I eight hundred children. Yeah, you exactly. I mean, don't like, even have my uh, own name. That's it. I just as long as I make sure I have predominantly boys in the house and there's the uh, you know yeah. uh, we're grand. We're you grand. Know, there's a female and loads. Boys, we're totally. Going. We're, we're going. Do you have a female in loads of boys? That's Chloe's first, and ah, then six lads. Yeah, amazing. So, oh, so many hugs in your house. Then, um, does your seventh kid own anything new? No. <laughs> No, I mean, sorry, that's not true. Santa brought him some new things, but without Santa, no. No, perfect. Why would you? There's so much stuff. Um, how many times have you been woken up at three in the morning with a child going, are you awake? Oh, that, that's a daily Is that not that's the creepiest the, thing? It is. The, you wake so up and creepy. you see them looking at you. Literally, they're going, are you, sorry, were you, were you asleep? And you're like, uh, yes. <laughs> that, that's a that's a nightly occurrence. There is always somebody. There is always yeah, always someone. But it, it gets at least they go back asleep again. Good. Well, at least so if you know so, you're going to go back to you sleep, you know you're going back to sleep. You can handle it. I I want to know how cool you are, Jen. You're probably cooler than everyone else because you've got teenagers, so you're going to have to be in the know more than everyone else. Do you know what the word bougie means? Bougie. Yeah. No. Not boozy. Bougie. No, we don't. Then go go home and try oh and be cooler, God. please. I am obviously not cool. They are right. I am old. You are. And also, do you know that with the Gen Z thing, apparently we're not meant to have side partings. We're meant to have a middle parting oh. to be cool. So oh. you need to go home, Google bougie. And, 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 and fix my and party. go to the hairdresser. <laughs> I definitely need to go to the hairdresser. I have not been yet. There are parts yeah, different it lengths. looks amazing. There are different. There are. Don't look at the back. It's about the same. Never look at the back. <laughs> that was the, the, the luxury of lockdown. Uh, Just assuming that no one was going to look at the back of your of your head. Okay. Apart from your family. You should listen. Like, <laughs> so it was grand. It was all good. <laughs> um, if I hear you've gone straight home, we will never talk again. You are out. You've got the hair did. You're in a gorgeous outfit. If you don't go into town and go shopping... I we I we I don't know how to relate to you. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't have that now that we're friends. So good to chat, Jen. thanks, Amy. Thanks so much. And while Jen pops into town to go shopping, not jealous. We're going to go and chat to David O'Doherty. So I, I I want to introduce you to my friend. He's a stand-up guy. He's a stand-up comedian. He can stand up. He is. David O'Doherty. And it's just so weird because, or maybe it's just a coincidence, but your stage name is also David O'Doherty, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to work out your stage name for a stand-up comedy, you just yeah. pick your normal name and then just start doing comedy. Oh, perfect. I never knew what that was. So you just like pick, you just go, okay, what do my mum and dad call me? And go. And just go. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think I added the O <laughs> to make it seem fancier. Do you know what I mean? But it's meant to be there. Yeah, but it was it was there all along. Yeah. <laughs> well, David, you are best known as a 1990 East Leinster under 14 triple jump bronze medalist. But you have other achievements. And I just I just wanted to ask you, when when was it that you did, did decide to give up your career in telemarketing? Because I know that is on your CV. Well, with telemarketing, you rise up through the ranks pretty quickly. And then you're just like, is there anything left to achieve okay, yeah, in telemarketing? Yeah. And the last telemarketing thing I did was ringing cold calling people, which is the worst one of all, and ask them about cling film and asking them to rate cling film out of five. And the last two were like, it was exceptional or very good. And I remember someone being like, I really like my cling film, but I, I just don't have opinions that are this strong about it. So that was the end of, of me and telemarketing. <laughs> I think that's fair. David, you're so good. Uh, listen, we've been pals for years. Um, we have. I was about to say we have a history at the canal and that sounds really <laughs> dodgy. I feel like our friendship started at, at the canal. But when I asked you to come on as a guest, you have minded my kids uh, and have been very, very entertaining. Um, I remember when, when my daughter was like tiny in the buggy and I had to go and do a voiceover and I had nobody to mind her. Uh, you came and took for a walk down the canal. I remember um, that. And told her loads of stories. Yeah, it was so kind. I remember so kind. It was that kind of juggle where I was like, no, I got this, I got this. Do you know that terror though when, so you can't stop moving because she might wake <laughs> up. So I think I walked maybe six miles or something 
uh, at all at the same speed. You don't want to slow down. Like if there's a if there's a do not cross this road now sign, you're just crossing it because we cannot stop the motion of the ocean. You're like, here, what's the lesser of two evils? Yeah. And the other thing is walking, but then walking with my head down as low as possible in case she opens her eyes and we'll see this beardy weirdo pushing the pram. So I'm basically running along with my head underneath the pram uh, for six miles. That's what I did for you. David, it was my early days of motherhood. We would have looked one and the same. She would have been like, there is my <laughs> unkempt beardy mom. <laughs> But um, thanks, Emil. What I was going to say, you have a new book out um, that, and you have many books out and you're a brilliant, brilliant writer uh, of, of kids' books. And it's funny, my daughter now, um, so you very kindly or your publisher said, you're like, I didn't do it. Your publisher sent me your new book, uh, The Summer I, ro- or I Robbed a Bank. Yes. The Summer I Robbed a Bank. I have it here. I have it here in my bag. Um, and I gave it to my daughter and she brought it into school because she's at that age group now and she's reading these books and she is so excited that it's like mum's friend. She's like dining out of it. It reminded me when I was younger and we lived beside Joe Dolan and I di- dined out on school lunchbox ham sandwiches of that for years. Um, and now it's like, it's like, oh, my mom, my mom's friend wrote this. Um, so tell us, tell us about your books. And what I wanted to ask you, David, is that you... You you write about you write about dangerology. Um, you basically you lie to kids, which is great, and I love that. And I want I want to I want to know from you what I should be lying to my kids about as well. Yeah, I mean the world's quite boring a lot of the time, and I mean it's difficult as a parent to be this irresponsible. But I like the, my role as a curveball yeah. uncle, where constantly warning children about what to do if sharks come up out of the toilet. Yeah. Is there a line you on know, that? Have never we figured eat a sandwich out? while you're sitting on the loo. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Okay. The trick is, yeah, don't eat a sandwich. And I guess if one does pop up while you're sitting on the loo, go straight for the shampoo and try and squish it in the eyes. Yeah, they always say go for a shark's eye. So that's good to know. So if you're on the loo and a shark does come out of the toilet, shampoo in in the eye. Perfect. Okay. What the hell is this podcast? <laughs> um, these are pretty basic stuff, like safety tips for kids, David. Yes. So what? A, so so there's you because you've written a series of dangerology books, and you are like a, a an, an expert because every yeah. every episode I'm going to talk to an expert who's a friend of mine who's actually not an expert, but I mean I'm not saying you. I mean you are, you are, and it's yes. about yeah, just keeping kids safe and and what's dangerous. So, but you're right. Like you know, sometimes life is boring, and we should be. I don't know. Just I I think magic and lying basically is is something that we should we should all be doing to make the world well, a better place for kids. <laughs> There's a key moment with kids where kids kind of get me and it is yeah. when I normally it's when you're about 3 is the first age when you actually get my sense of humor. And my sense of humor which you know works on grown-ups too is basically me saying, do you know what sound sheep make? They go moo. <laughs> and if you're under three, you're just like, that is not funny. That's that's incorrect. But if you're over yeah. three, you start to be like, this guy is either an idiot or weird. And I like both of those things. So <laughs> that is when the comedy starts to kick in. And that was the key with, I mean, across my literary career, I wrote a book for grownups about 10 years ago. that was fake facts about pandas. And uh, it looked real. Love it. It's it looked in our loo. It's still in our real. toilet. Yeah. And the problem with that was you would go on morning radio and DJs who hadn't read the book would just opening question on morning radio. The guy goes, did you have to spend a lot of time in China researching this book? And <laughs> no, no, I spent no, I spent all of the time at my kitchen table trying Making to think of rubbish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is such an excellent, <laughs> excellent book. I think that its genius is the fact that it looks like a real fact book and the things that people love to have in their loo or on yeah. their coffee table to look really smart. And then you open it and you're like, oh my gosh, one of the facts about pandas and sharks as well. <gasps> and listen, Dave, tell us about your new book. So um, for for parents of kids out there that are going, we want our kids to read cool books. Tell us about your new book, which is out now. Yeah, this is for slightly older kids, yeah. maybe eight, nine, ten. It's about robbing. So I spent lockdown one with my adorable 82-year-old parents yeah. on Ackle Island off Mayo. And there's a traveling bank uh, on Ackle that comes around twice a week. And I'll be, this is very Dublin me. But since is that, the age is of that, is that five, the name I've of just sharks thought about how to sharks? rob it. 
Oh, oh, a bank. Sorry, I thought you said a travelling bank. I was like, is that the collective term for for sharks? A travelling bank of sharks. I was like, okay, so no, it's a bank that travels. Okay, go. So the bank was there and you wanted to rob it, basically. The collective name for a group of sharks is a ah of sharks, just so you know that. Good to know. <laughs> I was obsessed with robbing how me and my brother used to talk about it a lot. The little yeah. Dublin criminals would come down to visit Granny for the summer and we would just discuss how easy it would be to rob the travelling bank. Yeah. So I hummed and hawed over that for about 40 years and eventually wrote it down. <laughs> and now it's a, it's a book that's coming out this week. That, oh, that's all it takes. Just leave an idea, leave it percolate with me for 40 years and eventually something comes out. And David, I, need, I do need to talk to you because... Um, you were swimming, were you swimming with sharks in uh, off Ackle Island? I, I, I listened to something that you were talking about recently and you were saying that they swim with their mouths open, with their like beady eyes staring at you. How did you get in the water with a travelling bank of basking sharks with their mouths open? <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to eat you. But you know, everyone can have an off day. Everybody can have an off day. And just go, do you know what? I just, I like the look. I like the look of that guy. You know, that that beardy comedian. And do you know what? I'm, I'm a bit, str- it's, do you know what? It's a pandemic. I'm going to treat myself. But are they not, are they big? Like scale wise? What, it, it, they're, they're not tiny. They're 30 feet long. But I mean, you look at it this way. If I was the first person in history killed by a basking shark. Yeah. It would be incredible publicity for my book of shark facts. Well, that's You know what I mean? That's that, true. Oh, he made the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, and like good timing as well It'd with be the worth it. Yeah, with it would be worth it. But I have to I'll have to have you over now into the garden to mind my kids again now that you're like le- legally allowed. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll bring a I'll bring some books. I'll bring, I'll read to your terrible children for as long as they want. Just enough time for me to, I don't know, like, just go away for the weekend. <laughs> you know, not too long. But I just want to get away for like two nights, <laughs> book into a day spa and like maybe go shopping. Do you know what I mean? But David, listen, I know that you have to run and go. And um, I, I just want to say thanks so much for for, for coming on and chatting. And um, I think that, you know, the main hack from this is just rob banks, swim with sharks lie to kids and get on with it. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I came on here to say. They were my top life hacks for looking after kids. Yes! <laughs> David, I can't wait to see you soon. If you enjoy this, tell everyone. Your friends, your neighbours, your fourth cousins, twice removed and randomers on the street. But please exercise caution with stranger danger. If you absolutely did not love this, say nothing to no one. Forget all about it. Pretend, just like me, you've just had a baby and you've got baby brain. And this will render you physically incapable of remembering anything. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Obviously only positive, glowing feedback. And you can also send that to aldi.ie. Sort of like a reward chart for my behaviour. Send us stories, funny anecdotes, maybe things you'd like us to chat about. And if someone could send in when my green bin goes out, that would be really helpful because I can't remember. Aldi is home to Mamiya, Ireland's favourite baby range and winner of 22 National Parenting Product Awards. Mamiya is also loved by maternity hospitals across Ireland, with Aldi having donated 65,000 nappies so far. The range includes nappies, extra-sensitive baby wipes, night pants, and much more. And it's quality you can trust. It's even better than you were expecting, when you were expecting. (laughs) In-store and available on Click & Collect. Aldi. Every day amazing.